guys, welcome to episode 21 of Talk Healing to Me. I'm your host, Christina Nicoli, and this podcast is for anyone who is interested in healing and growth and turning your pain into your power. And this episode, I was re-listening to it and I just got really emotional, so trigger warning for anyone who's experienced SA or anything like that that is mentioned in this episode so proceed with caution and yeah so in this episode I interviewed Gonja I met her through social media as well I was following her on TikTok and she was posting about her experience with SA not in detail but just how martial arts has empowered her since then and I saw that she was Albanian and I'm also Albanian so I was intrigued. Um, I followed her a while back and then I ended up following her on Instagram and then we would chat back and forth sometimes and I decided I'd like to bring her on to talk a little bit more about her experience and how martial arts has empowered her since then and it's such a powerful story like just how much it's empowered me and I personally haven't experienced that but to hear from someone who has and how much jujitsu and kickboxing Muay Thai has empowered her in her life and made her feel confident and made her feel happy and safe again that it just really hit me really hard just re-listening to it again um but I think anyone who's experienced that and needs something in their life that makes them feel like they want to take their power back or that they can take their power back trying martial arts in a safe environment could be extremely life-changing gone just speaks exactly to that so if you want to hear about that then this is the episode for you and it's not all um serious she's actually fucking hilarious like if you follow her on instagram like she has me dying laughing all the time and she definitely has me laughing in this episode so there is some joy in this episode as well welcome gonja i'm so excited to hey talk to you and learn more about your story and for everyone to listen and hear about your story um first things first if you want to just introduce yourself what you do um um, i was gonna say thank you so much for having me be a part of this podcast i'm super excited um my name's ganja my friends and everyone call me g um and what was the next question? Uh, what I do? <laughs> so I'm basically, so, so basically, I'm just gonna say I found you on TikTok, okay? And okay. I started my martial arts journey. So obviously, those types of people are popping up on my for you page. And I saw you, and I was like, oh wait, she's Albanian. And I don't remember the first post I saw, but I'm I know it was something about you being empowered after something abusive that's I don't remember exactly what it was but I remember seeing that and I'm like oh shit like this is badass so I followed you immediately obviously and then I was like one day I want to get this girl on my podcast I've been planning this probably for like I don't even know a year or something and finally I'm getting you on here thank you so much yeah so I'm so excited to have you but um yeah that's how I found you so if you want to share a little bit about your story and why you started posting and all that stuff because obviously something you know influenced you to kind of want to share that with people 
Yeah. Um, as far as like my TikTok and that platform that I have, honestly, after COVID and just like, I ha- I downloaded it just for like shits and giggles and like for fun. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of came across other people's stories and other videos. And I wasn't going to post anything um, as far as like my personal journey and why I started like my martial arts journey and stuff like that. I wasn't going to post it um, because that's not something I really talk about often or I used to not. Um, and uh, one night I was literally just like, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of how far I've come. And if I want to share my story, like, why not? Like, what, what, do I, what's going to happen? You know, maybe I can help someone else. Mm-hmm. And then the first story I posted about it, it like fucking blew up. Really? And that like actually freaked me out because I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. God, oh, I'm shit. like so many views. I'm like, people are watching this and now they know my story. What if it's my family? What if it's like these people, you know, like, but it was just one of those things where I, I had a really long talk with like my best friend and I was like, I don't know, like I'm on the edge of like posting this and talking about it. And I think I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I've really worked on myself and it's something I'm comfortable talking about mm. um, because for a long time it wasn't, you know, and I tell people too, like everyone heals differently. Like I've had people be like, how did you like get so comfortable talking about like what you went through? And I'm like, it wasn't comfortable and it took a long time and there everyone's healing is different, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much how I kind of started talking about it and, and posting about it. And then I realized like the positive, feedback I was getting from women mm-hmm. not feeling alone yeah and something like that really opened my eyes to seeing how important it is to share your story because your story is someone else's story mm-hmm. and if they can see you doing really good things and improving on yourself and working on your mental health in some way that gives other people hope mm-hmm. so that's kind of why I was like, okay, if this is something I'm going to work on, I want to, I want to see if I can, because through helping other people, you also help yourself yeah. in that, in that way. So that's kind of what jump started it all. Yeah. Like it reminds mm-hmm. me of when I first started posting about my journey with anxiety and stuff and like being Albanian, you're, you're not really like taught it's okay to share that kind of stuff. So it was like, so scary for me to post that like I was shitting my pants when I posted it I'm like oh my god I don't I I'll be honest with you I haven't talked to my parents about anything like that they have literally no idea Mm -hmm. even though it's online it's not talked about with my parents and it's somewhat brought up with some of my siblings like they don't really follow me on any platforms but um I don't know I just feel like it's like you said being brought up the way we are stuff like that it's like super embarrassing to talk about stuff outside of the family right like if you're going through something keep it don't talk about it you Mm -hmm. have a roof you have food you should be grateful yeah like you know and i know it's coming from a place where i love my parents like thankfully like i have a really really close family and we're really really tight but I also understand as I'm older that my parents are adults and they're human beings that have their own trauma that's completely unhealed, that they were taught just to keep their head up or head mm-hmm. down and just go through the motions of life, not talking about the things that really bothered them. Yeah. So like 
we've had to become the people we needed when we were younger. Yeah. Because we couldn't really directly speak to our parents or other people around us about it. Yeah. So and that's something I discovered. If you think about it, like our parents were kind of stuck in survival mode. And when you're in like yeah. fight or flight constantly, like you just got to survive. You got to have food on the table and all that stuff. You can't really think about like personal growth and healing. You know, you just got to survive. You got to get from yeah. A to B. So when they made a better life for us, we were like, okay, we don't have to be in survival mode for most, yeah. you know, not everyone. Yeah. Some people are still stuff. in survival mode. But for us, a lot of us in this generation, we're like, okay, we have a roof over our head. We have food to eat. We have education, all that stuff. And we have resources to heal and grow that they didn't. So it's like calls, kind of falls on us to heal yeah. generational. Yes. Like, like I, like I've had, so I have, I come from a family of six kids. Oh, I'm the middle. I'm the fourth. Right. So I always say like my older siblings really paved the way for us to be able to like, cause my parents were so fucking strict mm. with us. Like it's five girls and one boy. So our brother's the youngest, but, um, you live in New York so that, or no, I was born and raised in Chicago and right now I'm in the East coast. Yeah. I'm in Jersey. So, okay. um, so, but for me, it's just like the, the whole, I, I was actually having this conversation with one of my girl, with my best friend, we were talking about like the way we were raised. And I was like, look, like as an adult now, I have a solid relationship with my parents. I can talk mm -hmm. to them about stuff, you know, like there are certain things that like, it's kind of like I got to shake them out, you know, yeah. shake it out of them. But like as a child, as far as like communication, and I don't think they, they didn't mean this in like a, a hard way. Like both my parents with six kids, both my parents had to work. So mm -hmm. they weren't really there Present. as much. Like my grandma was there, but like they were only in the picture if I was fucking up in school or if I did something really good. As far mm -hmm. as everything else, I was just kind of like, we were just kind of like, my my older sisters pretty much raised this, you know. But yeah. when I was younger, I I couldn't talk to my parents about shit. Mm -hmm. They didn't know how to communicate that with us. So like now, I think we did a really good job, my siblings and I, learning how to communicate those needs and those being able to just talk to them, you know. So it's tough. That's amazing, like, though. You know, like yeah. For some people, they just kind of leave it as it is. But you guys are finding a way to communicate that in the way that they can receive it. Because all of yeah. us communicate differently. All of us will receive communication differently, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my, I would, I would like to think I'm really, really huge on communication. But um, also trying to work through like the reasons why I handle th certain things differently. Like I was thinking to myself, like, I'm one of those people and I hate this about myself if we talk consistently, right. And I'm, and I notice everything, like how we talk, how we text and it changes slightly. I'm just like, Oh shit. Did I do something? Is it me? Mm. Or is it, you know, like, and like, or if somebody leaves me on red for a really long time, yeah, I'm like, Oh, they have to be upset with me. Cause when I was younger, when people were upset with me, they wouldn't talk to me. Right. Like mm. I get the silent treatment. So that's something that I'm trying to work on myself where I'm like, gone you're an adult people are adults they have their own life they're fucking busy it's not you if yeah. people 
are upset with you, they'll come talk to you about it directly. So I'm trying to learn how to like, be like, okay, well, I'm just going to continue being me and doing me. And if there's an issue, they'll address it to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's something I have to work on. Cause I'm just like, I get in my own head about shit like that, where I'm like, yeah, me oh, too. you know, I used to a lot more than I do now, but like being okay with that anxiety that comes up, like you kind of sit with it and you're able to like observe what's happening now because yeah. you know it's, you know, causing you a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> and you can change it that way. So what this makes you want to ask you is like, were you always like that? Like, were you always self-observant and like an, analyzing your behavior or like into growth or did something trigger or start that journey for you? I don't think so. I don't think I was always like that. Honestly, like I think I think that part for me just comes with age and comes with like I'm for for me and I know it sounds really cheesy, like I always say like fitness really saved my life, like mm. being involved in like cuz for really I was like really overweight. I was really? like you no know, yeah, but you know, before my 20s, I was like overweight. I didn't really work out much. I didn't have like a healthy diet. I had a really, really low self esteem. Like, you know what I mean? I was the funny fat kid, you know? So, what for me? Yeah. But for me, though, like, I think what changed my life, and I remember this, like, I used to just be like, oh, I wish I looked like that, or I wish mm -hmm. I could do that, and I wish I could. And I was so tired of like hating myself and feeling yeah. so low where I like remember looking in the mirror and being like, why can't you do that? Like, why can't you feel like that? Why can't like, why can't you? So I remember going to the gym at like, cause it was a 24 hour gym. I'd go at like a 12 o'clock when nobody was there and like go in the corner. And like, I started off like walking on the treadmill, you know, feeling. And then once I was like kind of losing weight and feel and like eating better, it was like helping me gain my confidence. And then I went to like, okay, now I'm going to try weightlifting and I don't know what the fuck to do. But in that journey, I was like listening to like a lot of like motivational speeches mm. and I was trying to get into like self-improvement and then podcasts. And like you find people and you find these, these pages where just like anyone like Brene Brown or Mel or other people that have like these platforms that talk about self-improvement and like the way you talk to yourself and the way you talk to other people and through that I think it helped me really reflect on myself and be like okay whoa like you have these tendencies to act like this when something's not going well you need to work on that and just kind of like look in the mirror and try to be a better person for me but if I work on myself I know that I'll be a better person for the people around me mm -hmm. you know so I wasn't always like that. I think I just fell into it because I wanted that mentality of like, why can't you, why can't you be better? You can. So you just have to work for it and you have to be able to do the hard work and look in the mirror and have accountability. Like for me, I can't stand. That's like the biggest red flag is when people have zero accountability when it comes to things. Cause for yeah. me, if anything happens, the first thing I do is like, what could have I done better? Thank you. You know, yeah. it's yeah. huge. I mean, I used to be in that mentality of like blaming things outside of myself and like having that self-hatred as well. And then after like I started to get on this healing journey or this like 
self-improvement. I was like listening to these podcasts as well. And I'm like, how am I playing a part in this? Because if I blame everything outside of me, then I have zero control. I'm giving away my control to everything else. I can find what I'm doing to contribute to this. Then I can find what I can do to change it. Absolutely. Big time. I can relate to that too. Um, and especially when you're when you're dealing with anxiety mm-hmm. and it's almost out of your own control, it's like that feeling because I have like when when you talk about anxiety, like that scale of anxiety where it just like builds up so much in your yeah. head where you're mm-hmm. like, I should be able to control this because this is my body. But now I'm like, you're like prisoned in your own fucking mind. Mm-hmm. You know? So working through that is like you should be really proud of yourself because that's really fucking hard. Like dealing with that kind of stuff is so heavy and people don't understand where they're like, Oh, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, thanks. I mean, it's not easy. Okay. Cool. Like (laughs) if I, if it was that easy, I would not have to worry about it, but it's not my guy. I'm fighting with myself every fucking day because it almost feels like an inner, inner outer body experience where you're just like, it literally cripples you sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I wanted to ask though, like um, with you and like when you started BJJ, um, how did it help you out? And then I can get into like how it helped me out big time yeah. like, with martial arts and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um. So for anyone who's listening, doesn't know what BJJ is, it's jujitsu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, it's kind of challenged me mentally in a lot of ways. And like, you can see the issues that you have on the mats as far as like how you're comparing yourself to other people or how you are judging your progress or how you're putting yourself down or how you're breathing, even like all these different things you can witness when you're on the mats. And then you're like, okay, how am I doing this also in real life? How am I comparing my blue belt level to someone's black belt level in real life like as a healer how am i am i comparing where i am as a healer versus where someone else is who's been doing it for 10 years like that's just one example but like you kind of it's like a reflection that you can't hide from you can pretend it's not there like your ego you face your ego every time you're on the mat it's like Say, for instance, like my when I first started, this is what hooked me. And I was like, what the hell is this? I was rolling with this like 12-year-old girl who who has been doing it longer than me. And she um was a wrestler. Okay. And she like pinned me down. And she was like probably 90 pounds or something, maybe a hundred. I don't know, 90 or 100 pounds. She pinned me down. And I was trying with everything in me to lift her off of me and I could not. And I was like, what the hell is this sorcery? Like, are you kidding me? And so after that, I was like, I, I have to keep doing this. So it, it just, I, I could talk about it forever, but the community, you're so close with these people because like, you almost have to trust these people with your life. Like they're trying to rip your arm off and they could break your arm. They, they, they're trying to choke you they could put you to sleep you know like they have the ability to choke you out yeah and, you know put your lights out 
but they won't. So you have to trust them. And like you, you just do. And then on top of that, like every session, if I have a bad day and I'm always the type of person who says like, you should feel your emotions, this and that, but there's a time and place. Sometimes you need a distraction. You go to jujitsu, you distract yourself, you release these endorphins. Like also physical touch is really healing for people. Yes. And then after I'm done with jujitsu, I walk away and I feel lighter. It's it's wild. And then over time, seeing myself get stronger, like I'm choking out men that are like 100 pounds heavier than me. And I'm yeah. like, what? You know, like it still it builds your confidence while also humbling you. Yes. Yeah. There's a really good balance with that. Yeah. It almost sucks, but in the best way. Yeah. It really pushes people out of their comfort zone. Big time. Like for me, stand up was like one thing. So when I started, I started a couple years ago on and off. And I tried a BJJ class and I was like, nah, this was like way too uncomfortable. Like for me, rolling around with men in general, yeah. I'm just like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. But I had an experience where I was like, okay, no. I was partnered up with a guy who was bigger. Unfortunately, he kind of was like, a dick um mm. they kicked him out of the gym after but he just like he like grabbed me by the lapel and he couldn't break my guard so he like slammed me down oh hell and, no yeah and i got bruises on my chest and i was like fuck that i'm not doing that i'm like this was already c- uncomfortable for me you know but oh, um man that that's was... why i kind of started off more with the muay thai you yeah. know with the stand-up where i'm like at least i can keep my distance and yeah. like you know and just learn into it but like now, like being more experienced into it, like um, one thing I like tell everyone when they're like, oh, how do I get started? I'm like, check out a couple gyms, go in there, meet the people, see if the vibe is right. Yes. See if you like these people, like don't go to just one gym and be like, OK, I'm signing up here because it's one gym. I had to go to a couple gyms before I found a gym that I was comfortable in, Yeah. you know? And you got like, you get like a really good vibe from the people. And then like, now I know the gym I'm at now, that would never fucking happen. You know what I'm saying? Like that experience would never happen. Yeah. But um, the whole um, like humbling thing is like, it just, I'm still getting used to it. Cause I just started um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu a couple months ago, but mm-hmm. I've been inconsistent just like with work and like training for like, muay thai Mm -hmm. um but all together if i add up the days it's probably been like two months of training Mm -hmm. but um it's been it's like a different language for me and it's all it's really really addicting and i'm like really grateful i started it yeah because although it's uncomfortable it's like a puzzle you know it's so interesting to see like okay like you could do this one move and if it doesn't work out you can just change it into this and i'm like whoa it's I'm like, like, chess. It's, like it's crazy yes, i'm so it's so it's so addicting and like you said like it's so empowering to be able to because i really feel like and i tell people this too like brazilian jiu-jitsu is like not meant for the smaller guy but it's in favor of the smaller guy where like as a woman in a real life scenario and if i'm tackled to the ground or something god forbid and I need to know how to maneuver myself out of a, a, a bad situation. It's so important for me to know that mm-hmm. and just be comfortable with that uncomfortable feeling because God knows what could happen out there ever. Um, but it yeah. does help you gain that 
confidence, you know, and you feel so it just, it just, it teaches you that you're capable of doing so much more than you thought you would. And you think you show yourself like mentally and physically what you're capable of. Like if I'm rolling with these men who are huge and strong and I'm finding ways to get out of their grips and all this stuff and I'm like surviving, I, I personally don't know what it's like to get attacked, right? Like on the streets. But like, I almost feel like I'm not saying I would 100% get out of any situation. I'm not going to, you know, be that ignorant. But I feel like it raises a little bit more of my confidence knowing that I could find a way to get out of it. If that makes sense. Like, I just feel more confident in because if i'm my body is in this position several times a week for two years right put in a lot of hours doing this yeah and my body is comfortable with like a man you know holding me down or you know trying to grabbing my legs and throwing them or whatever just like i've been in that position so many times that it does raise my confidence a little bit at least absolutely i tell everyone like I was talking to, um, I was talking to someone who is in the police force, a woman recently, and I asked her if she does Bra- Brazilian jiu-jitsu, mm. and she's like, um, "No, I've thought about it." Like, I've th- and I'm like, "Well, you should be. Like, you really fucking yeah, should be I as agree. a female and in the, the, you know, in law enforcement, you're going up against God knows, like." who you know and you're going to be in situations where god forbid hopefully you're never in a situation mm-hmm. like that but you have to think about that kind of stuff like if you're handling a situation and someone's trying to muscle you you need to be able to get out of that situation and it's better to be aware of what could happen mm-hmm. and know how to handle it rather than not and i tell people this and women in general like it's better to know how to handle a situation you're in or ever in because one thing I find out because I'm the only one in my family right that does martial arts Mm -hmm. um I have four sisters and I tell them all the time what are you doing like I don't need you to be in there like you know rolling wide or doing this yeah I'm like you need to learn how to defend yourself because the world is crazy People mm-hmm. are fucking wild. Like, I can't, I'm like, how many times do we hear stories of a woman going out for a run and something happening to her or going grocery shopping or Walmart where somebody's trying to kidnap her or something? Like, I'm like, unless, and, and I feel like that comes with this, like, I hate saying it, like, it's just like, you're living so much in your own bubble that some people think like, oh, that wouldn't happen to me. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then something does happen. And then you're like, what the fuck? And you never want to be in that what the fuck situation where you're just like, you feel so hopeless and helpless. Like, Mm -hmm. I found myself in that situation. But I never had that mentality of like, oh, it won't happen to me. I just, I think for me, I always try to see the positive in people and in the good in people. And something really bad happened to me. And then I realized, whoa, I never want to feel that helpless again. Mm -hmm. and that was fucking scary 
so when I talk to like my sisters about it or other women and and stuff like this is brought up and I'm like listen like I know it's scary and I know it's uncomfortable going into a room and you see people that look like they are like smashing people and they Mm. look so good rolling and this and that like I know it's uncomfortable and it's like intimidating and it's scary but nothing scarier than finding yourself in a bad situation and you have no fucking idea what to do Mm -hmm. like that is the last thing you ever want to feel yeah so I'm always on their ass about trying some shit and I'm like okay well if you're not going to go into a gym, let me show you what I just learned. So, you know, this is how you get out of something, God forbid. But it just, as far as like women trying this out. And I remember when I first signed up for my first, like at my first martial arts gym, babe, I walked into a gym and there was like a wrestling class going on all men. Mm. It was probably like 25 men. I'm not even playing. It was packed. I walked in and I looked around and I was like, like smiled I gave like people like the head nod I walked my ass right back into my fucking car (laughs) I locked the door and I was about to fucking dip because I was like what the fuck hey hell no I'm not doing that (laughs) shit and I was like just about to drive away and again I like looked in the mirror and I was like don't be a fucking pussy like don't be don't like let's like fear take you away from something that you really want to try out yeah you know so I literally like turned my car off and I went back in and I signed up And then the rest is history. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it really takes that like split second because your brain is always going to want to protect you. And if something is uncomfortable, your brain wants to be in comfort, comfort and familiarity. And that's not familiar. And that's not comfortable. It's scary. It is like to walk into something like that. But you have to like take that split second like Mel. What's her name? What's her last name? I forget her last name. But Mel uh, Robbins. Robbins. Yeah. So yeah. she talks about the five second rule. Like in those five seconds, your brain can decide. Okay, dude, I'm I just live off that, bed, dude. Like, but in the five, you know, five, four, three, two, one, just get up and go do, go do it without letting your brain psych you out in those five seconds. Just go rip off the band aid, try it. Like you, you'll get yes. a free trial at most gyms or a first free day. You can go try it, and yeah, it will be intimidating. But again, like you said, this is really, really important. If you Go to it. This is like when you're finding a therapist. Like the first one might not be the right one. The second one might not be the right one. The third one will be amazing and change your life. Yeah. But with the gym, like you might go to the first one. And you're like, I don't like the vibes here. I don't feel comfortable here at all. I'm going to go try another gym. And then you try this other gym. And it's like, I love it here. It's so yeah. comforting. It's my vibe. Like I want to be here. So like, I think. Oh, I was going to say, I think for, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to like, ahead, cut you off ahead. there, but I was going to say, I think for like that, um, I always, that's why I always tell people like, dude, try different places out and see what works best for you. Cause like, I'll be honest with you as a female and not having anyone around me to talk to about this when I first started up, I just like looked it up, you know what I mean? And I went into like a couple gyms, one of my first experiences as a female was not the good, a good experience with like BJJ. I feel like the instructor was kind of creepy mm. and I didn't have any education on what like red flags are. Now that yeah. I've been around it so long, now I know where I'm like, okay, that's a green flag. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. Stay the fuck away from places like that. Like I tell people, like if you go into a gym and they're trying to rip your head off and that's like, a huge red flag yeah. if you go into a gym and like it's your first week and you've never done stand-up and they're like yeah go spar 
huge red flag. Like, that's why I'm just like, I, that's why I'm, it's for me, every time I talk to people that have no knowledge of what to do, I always give them like the bases, like the, I'm like, first check out a couple gyms, be very open and communicate with the people around you that this is something you're trying out and you're not familiar with it. You know, mm -hmm. like even now, even now, like, that's another thing, like with like the ego thing that you brought yes. up. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, it sucks when you're going and you're rolling with someone or you're sparring with someone. Nobody wants to be like, Hey, you're kind of going really hard. If yeah. anything, you want to turn it up and be like, Oh, it's like that. Okay. Yeah. Energy. <laughs> but for me, one thing I learned is there's no shame in communicating like, Hey, can we slow it down just a bit? Like yeah. you're kind of going at a harder pace than I'm comfortable with. Like mm -hmm. I always, always like to communicate that stuff with people. Like the other day, like I've been like I was rolling and like, I kind of tweaked my like ribs the other week. And yesterday I went to live roll and I, I told my partner and I was like, look, my ribs are kind of like, they're good, but I don't want to risk anything. Can we just like, if you want to take me down, take me down lightly and we can go to normal pace rolling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they were so respectful and so understanding and they weren't trying to like rip my head off. Like that's yeah. where you said, like you trust these people and you find a team and you find a community. And as an adult, finding that kind of atmosphere for us is like, most people go out and they meet people at a fucking bar or mm -hmm. some shit like that. Like where do people meet them? Like, meet a good community yeah. you know as like people always tell me like oh like how do you how do you even make friends as an adult i'm like i joined a gym yeah i joined a gym and i find and like you find people that have similar stories like you but you also find people that have similar passions like you yeah. know like coming into the gym and they get it and it makes shit so fucking easy yeah you know so you really i really feel like you're everyone's theme yeah, you you really feel like you're in like your own world. Like you just get each other yeah. doing this because it takes a special type of person, I think, to do martial arts. But yeah. like a lot of a lot of people who do martial arts have like demons that they've fought oh. or are fighting or whatever, and this is the place they go to to kind of decompress, you know, to release to like. Even if I have like anger, I don't necessarily yeah. release it and hurt that person, but it's like it, it almost releases it without hurting someone. It's just like a yeah. way to decompress and and then you walk away feeling different. You just walk away feeling different and it's it's amazing. But um for you, was it that certain situation you were talking about you're in a dangerous situation right was it that that sparked you getting into jujitsu and yeah Muay Thai? absolutely okay. so i was sexually assaulted right um my late late teens and it was just something that honestly like really fucked me up yeah but i was like in such a weird mental space where I was like, I can't talk to anyone about it. I can't believe this just fucking happened to me. I was so depressed, literally wanted to like kill myself. Um, and it got to that point where doing this made me realize I wanted to fight for myself. Beautiful. Yeah. 
sorry if I get emotional talking about it. No. I just like have such a huge passion for it, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, well, I was telling my my girlfriend, I was like, it took me away from like, it took me from not wanting to live to wanting to fight for my life. Yeah. In that way, you know? That's so powerful. That's so. But that's why I tell everyone to do it where I'm like, like you said, like everyone that's on the mats, they have a demon, right? But like, where the, like the people that can confront their demons, it's like that to me is so powerful. There are so mm -hmm. many people that struggle and they bottle it up and they just want to be avoidance and like yeah. they want to distract themselves in unhealthy ways from what's really good. Oh, sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Um, the um, universe is like, girl, get, get a break, catch your breath. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, um, I appreciate you for sharing that. I know it's not easy to share that, but like, I think there's a lot of people who can relate to that, to what you're feeling, not just people who are doing jujitsu, but you know, what you experienced. And I think people hearing your story could really impact, you know, their desire to want to do something like this to get their like power said, back. Yeah. I was going to say, like you said, like going on the mat, like when you're having like a hard day, I always feel like for me being in the gym in that space, it's not like lifting or being on the treadmill. This is like, it's challenging you like mentally and physically in such a different way mm -hmm. where I feel like it's really helped me express what I'm feeling when I can't get it out of, when I can't put my emotions into words, Yeah, it helps me express it physically in a way where it's so healthy and so and people are like like my sister she like watches me train and she's like I, I don't know how you do that that's so like violent and it's just like yeah. and I'm like it's really not though it doesn't like, feel violent <laughs> I, yeah it's not I'm like for me I'm like you know it's crazy I'm like we all battle with shit we all struggle with shit and there's nothing harder than being at war with yourself Mm -hmm. that when you realize when you're on the mat and you're training and you're working there's such a beautiful like there's so much respect in the sport and there's it's such a beautiful like it's almost like dancing you know what I mean like yeah. when you're flowing with people and you're working and you're moving your body and you're just it just there's such a grace to it that it's like people think that like it's like such a violent sport but like really it's not it's, it's so an art, it like dude. brings you, yeah it's an art and it brings you to it centers you in such a beautiful way like like i like talk about i'm like i'll go out and i i, I can't shut the fuck up talking about it because I i'm know. like dude if you've never tried this you have to man like you have yeah. to. it's not for everyone i get that yeah like i tell my sister i'm like everyone has their thing some people love biking some people love walking or this or that but like, if you've never tried it, don't knock it. Yeah, that's my thing. You know, mm -hmm. so you, you only understand if you do it. Absolutely. It. Like you and and for and for me, I was gonna say like, I'll be honest with you. My first experience sparring in Muay Thai, I was like, now leaving the gym, I understand that that was not really the best environment. Mm. Um, but like I was new and they made me spar like my second week. I had no idea what fucking sparring was. Dude, I sparred and... my first day. Yeah, God, you see what I'm saying? Where I'm like, yeah. what is that? Like now that I know, now that I'm like educated in it, 
and I tell people, if somebody tells you to spar and you've never done this before and you're inexperienced, do not, please do not. Yeah. Cause like for me, I mean, I'm stubborn in that way where same I'm, yeah, I'm real stubborn in that way where like I sparred this woman and she's fought a couple of times. She was older than me. And mm-hmm. like, they gave me gloves and they're like, okay, you're going to spar. I'm like, okay, what the fuck is sparring? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and then the bell rings and she fucking beats the shit out of me. Oh, and I remember, not, yeah, okay. Was, like, you yeah, know, someone's was, new. Well, that's why I'm saying like, that's where, when you talk about it and like, you're in an environment when I talk about like, make sure you I check out that. the gym. Yeah. Make sure. But like, for me, they, she like beat the shit out of me. Right. And like, I remember going into the bathroom to blow my nose. Cause she punched me really hard. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever, you had to blow your nose. Right. So I, I overheard them and was like, Oh, I give her like three weeks. And then the oh one girl was like, Oh God, come yeah. On. And the one, yeah. And the one girl was like, I think I made her cry. And then like she like <gasps> came to the door and was like, she like knocked on the door and she's like, are you crying in there? And that, cause I'm stubborn the way I am. I was like, Oh no, I was just blowing my nose. We're good. And I oh, remember going no. home, like, cause like that for me is like, oh, I hate that when like people tell me like, oh, this happened to me and I didn't, I just didn't want to go back. I'm like, that pisses me that, off. Honestly, that pisses me, me off so bad because there's people out there who are putting themselves in an uncomfortable situation and they want to learn and they want to grow and you don't know their story yeah. and you're going to treat them like you're going to be like a bully. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, check out different gyms, make sure you like have build trust with people, let them know, like now I know what to look for. There are certain spaces like that, that like Mm -hmm. are just really full of ego. And I mean, it's a competitive sport. And like some people just are that way. And that's a huge red flag for me. Like now I know like the gym I'm at, like everyone is so cool. Everyone's so understanding and like they push you just enough out of your comfort zone to help you grow and it's not one of these things where like oh what the fuck like it's 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 such a healthier environment but like for me my first experience I like I drove home and I was like so upset and I was like I'm gonna be the first person in the gym and I'll be the first and the last person out until I beat the shit out of this fucking girl. I was so fucking mad, man. Yeah. Like between me and you, I was like, I can't believe that just fucking happened to me. And like now somebody been doing, I've been doing it on and off for like seven years. Muay Thai. Wow. Where I'm like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, uh, there's been breaks in between like two Still. years or this, like with life. But for me, I'm like, I cannot imagine me going up against someone new and doing something like that to someone like you know what I mean like Uh -uh, really insecure people yeah like really insecure people and like people that have like this awful negative ego where they're just like oh yeah like when I go up against newer people I'm so gentle with them and even if they're spazzy I'm like hey you're good like let's just like calm it down like I know this is a very Mm -hmm. uncomfortable situation for you you know like I get it I've been there but like um that was like my first experience as far as like that whole thing and I did I ended up beating the shit out of her eventually and she's uh-huh, like oh, are yeah. you mad yeah. she's like are you mad and I was like no I'm not mad I just will never forget how you treated me the first time I came like That's I was you. new and you took advantage of me for that you know so I yeah, was like but right. now like I could I could never ever you know like that to me I was like that's so bogus you know but yeah I think it's also um, important, like, if you're new, this is what I was telling um, a friend of mine who's, like, newer to jiu-jitsu because she was experiencing some men, like, going a little bit hard on her. And I'm like, 
you have to communicate beforehand. Like I know our ego doesn't want us to be like, hey, can you go lighter? I'm new, this and that. But like you have to because some of these yeah. guys don't even realize their own strength. They don't. Yeah. I so would... like I'll say like, don't kill me. Like go light on me. And they will. They will. Like, I was just, I was literally just having this um, conversation with like my two, my friends, but they're also my instructors where I was like, okay, so I'm new at this. And I want to ask you guys, like, how do I know if I'm just uncomfortable or if they're actually like not being fair? You know what I'm saying? Where I'm like, I just want to know that. Cause there's been a couple times where I've rolled with guys where I'm like, that motherfucker was going hard. Yeah. You know, I was like, yes. what the fuck, man? I'm like, I wasn't able to work. I'm like, he kept subbing me like the whole fucking time. Like, you know, and then they were just like, look, like, you'll know, you will know. When so and like because I said though too like I never want it one because I'm newer I've every time I work with someone after I work with them I'm like how was I when I was rolling with you like please let me know if you thought I was like spazzy or if like this or that and they're like oh my god not at all like you were super controlled like I'm like for me it's so important to be a good partner and I want to be someone like nobody ever wants to be that person that nobody wants to work with. That's yeah. like so bad. You know, I've had um, people be like, oh, people are scared to work with me. I was like, that's not a flex, bitch. Like, that's not a flex. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, you want to be someone people like really love working with and they feel like they can trust you. Yeah. You know, so for me, I'm I'm still like I was even past like this Monday. I was like and I took my white ball class and we were rolling live and I was going up against. An older man, he was probably like I'm 31. He was probably like 42. Mm. big dude right mm -hmm. we're going for the takedown and this guy's like shaking okay i was like yo <laughs> i'm about to get my shit rock right now i was like oh my and he's like trying to take me down and he's like really and i, I like looked at him and was like calm down and he's like oh he's like sorry i just don't want to be taken down and i was like me neither okay <laughs> i'm like we're on the same page here but like you can tell when somebody's like really just trying to muscle you Mm -hmm. And like, they don't know what they're doing and they're like muscling you. And then like when they're technical, mm -hmm. but it's just like, you're just learning how to get, you know, if you're new, so, you're going to be kind of spazzy or like yeah, your breathing is going to be like every time I roll with a white belt or a new white belt, I'm like, slow down your breathing. Cause they're always like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to kill you. Just slow yeah. down. Oh and they're like, yeah. and they slow down and like, you can think more when you're in that space but you also need someone who kind of reminds you that because you get in fight or flight your body feels yeah, like absolutely. it's being attacked so yeah and, and you technically are but like in a yeah. in a controlled healthy way yeah you yeah. know especially if you're not new to that if you're new to that feeling you know um i feel like with bjj being in muay thai and then being in bjj because you have uh stand up too like yeah. you do stand up as well. Like, you know, the difference between, cause I, I can't even explain it. Like Muay Thai is for me is like, okay, you can create space, right. You can kind of get away from them if you want, but like mm -hmm. with BJJ, like you're there, you're tangled up in that up bitch. close and like, personal. You, man. Yeah. Up close and super personal. And like trying to find that for me, that's like a huge plus for me, like why I'm doing it. For you. Because of what you experienced with the sexual assault, 
did it feel like even more scary and intimidating to go into jujitsu versus Muay Thai? Yeah. Yeah. That's why when I started, I, I started off with Muay Thai and I did like a BJJ class and that for me was like, okay, I'm out. I wasn't there yet. I wasn't comfortable there yet. You know, I was just like, this is just too much, you know, too uncomfortable for me. Um, I always tell people for my experience, at least I'm like, look, if you're uncomfortable having somebody like on top of you physically, I get that. And you want to learn how to defend yourself. There's no problem in starting off like on your feet, but ultimately I know it's uncomfortable. It got to get your ass on the ground. Yeah. It got to like, you know, like I have a really close friend of mine who started because the same reasons and she's just thrived and blossomed and like from before into who she is now the sport has helped her not only find herself again but a better version of herself like a version Mm. she thought she couldn't reach you know like and the same thing with me though like I look at to where I was at and I really felt like I hit rock bottom and to know that not only am I still here and I'm still learning how to like challenge myself for the better but like it just it's helped me not only gain that confidence but also know that like no matter what I have my own back and I'm mm-hmm. going to do what's best for my own interest like you know like and just it just helps me like the whole the BJJ and Muay Thai it has helped me so much become a better version of myself. And I'm mm-hmm. so forever fucking grateful for it. You know, yeah, I'm like, getting chills. Cause I feel the exact same. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine, like, I know the younger me would be so proud of where I'm at right now, Yeah, you know? And I can't imagine where I would be if I didn't get started in this shit. Yeah. yeah. Because it's quite literally saved my life. Yeah. So I love it. And that's why I, I'm like, every time, every time I have a chance to help people, I'm like, dude, fucking try it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll be out, I'll be out at a restaurant and like talking to someone like my waitress or something. I'm like, dude, come by. I will hold pads for you. I we know. I'm roll. like, I don't care. Let me find a way to slip jujitsu in this conversation. Come, <laughs> in, yes, come, come over. Let's like fucking do it. Like, you know, but, um, I'm the same way in that way. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm very grateful for it so if you like say the version of you now after training all this time met the version of you before like what would the difference be in both of those versions of you um I feel like even now though like with BJJ I still get my ass beat and it's like you said like very humbling but I feel like just showing up and trying is like a huge win I think the past version of me I was just like so comfortable like not being happy Mm. and thinking that I was incapable of like doing certain things or being a certain way yeah that now I know I'm like dude anything you want to do you can fucking do it you know like so it's I, like I translated I in, younger. Yeah, I know. Me too. But I, do you I feel wish like I it's when I was younger, but yeah. What are you saying? Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, do I'm wish so sorry too. I wish that too, honestly, all the time. But 
we started. That's all that matters. But like, yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like that confidence that you have when you're there, like that's translated into other areas of your life? Yeah, absolutely. It gives, I think it, for me, because I know even now going onto the mat and like, I have to roll live or something like that. I get really nervous. It gives me like butterflies, but Mm. like in an exciting way, but I feel like it's helped me every day I leave the gym. I feel like I'm just becoming a better version of myself and I, and it has helped me become a lot more confident in myself. And like, it's given me a passion I never thought I needed. Mm. Right. Like have that passion for life and just being like, okay, like let's fucking do it. Like we could do it. Like, because when you're on the mat, it's yeah, you're going up against someone, but it's really you versus you. Yeah. Right. You're trying to be the better version of yourself that you were prior. But for me, when I go out and I, and I meet people in my mind, I'm like, okay, like I sparred like four, five guys that were like huge and like this and that, like talking to other people, it's like not that hard for me, Mm. you know, and that way it's helped me. It's just helped me open up a lot more because before it's so funny because before I like lost weight and like started working out, I was super shy. Like, yeah, I was like, I would like open up and I talk to people if I was comfortable with you and I knew you, but it's helped me become more extroverted, if that, mm. if that makes any sense. And in a way where I'm like, okay, I can like talk to people and that's not that scary to me, but it's helped me in that, in that confidence in that way. Yeah. It's like, if you can get through this tough role or like doing something where you didn't know shit. You didn't know Mm -hmm. how to do shit. You're always just, you're getting your ass beat the whole time in the beginning. And then now you're like, oh, wow, I learned how to do an arm bar today. Or I learned, I got someone today, submitted someone today, or I wasn't stuck under someone the entire time. I found my way out or whatever. Just like little, little things like that you see you're progressing in. You're like, whoa, you gain a little bit of confidence. You're like, okay, what else can I do? What else can I do? So then you're like, if I can get through this, then the rest of the day should be easy, right? Yeah. So it makes sense. Um, well, now we're coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Is there any advice that you would give any woman that's listening to this who's like interested in jujitsu or who has experienced what you've experienced? Like, what kind of advice would you give them to start jujitsu or Muay Thai or something of that nature? I think um, just in general, I think it's just like, I would let them know that, yeah, it's kind of scary and yeah, it's kind of intimidating, but like you are fully capable of doing it. Like I still go into the gym and get my ass beat sometimes, but I'm so grateful for it because there's, there's two different people you'll ever meet, right? There are people that never want to admit that they're wrong and they don't like being in uncomfortable situations, right? Cause they always want to be on top. Mm. And then you have people that like, for me, this sport is constantly challenging you and constantly, constantly. bettering you and like reminding you to be humble and like be hungry to learn more. And there are some days, babe, where I leave the gym where I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? I just got my <laughs> ass beat. I'm not getting any better. This shit sucks, you know? But then you compare yourself to the first day you started to where mm-hmm. you're at now. And you're like, holy shit. 
I have learned so much and I've come so far and like, stop comparing your chapter fucking one to somebody's chapter 15. Everyone's been through this stage, you know? So I think I always tell everyone. And when I talk to the women that are doing this, if it's intimidating and it's scary, ask a friend to join and try a class with you. If not, you are fully capable of doing it yourself. And I know it's scary, but like, the scariest part is showing up. Mm-hmm. Everything else is history. When you get there and you go there and you meet people and you let them know like, hey, I'm new. This is like, you know, something I've wanted to try out for a long time. People will welcome you and like you will find a community that you never knew you fucking needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's important too that if if any of you have experienced what you've experienced, the assault or anything like that, and you want to try jujitsu, like we've said this several times in this podcast, but I want it to be like drilled in your brains. Like finding the right gym is really, really important. Finding people. Oh, you got Oh my God, not again. I don't know where did I get cut off. You awful. I was, I was like talking the whole time. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I'll finish what I was saying. I was basically saying like, if you've if someone has experienced what you've experienced the assault and you come in and you want to try jujitsu we've talked about this several times in this podcast but it's really important to understand that finding the right gym is really important for you people who have patience for you and where you feel comfortable sharing like hey i have experienced this you don't even have to say Mm -hmm. what you've experienced but that you are reluctant or that you're like scared or that you want to take it slow, it's really important that you find the right people because there are so many people in this sport that will take it slow with you, that will um, respect you, that will like teach you and have so much patience with you. It's that that's been my experience. I've had like all these guys like be so patient with me and like teach me. And like, it's, it's been, it's been amazing. So that's That's why I stayed, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But thank you so much for doing this. Like, thank I'm you for so... having me on the podcast. I'm super grateful for it, and this was my first podcast, but it was really um, fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, your story is really inspiring, and I know that anyone who listens to this is going to be like, "Shit, I should probably try this." <laughs> thank <laughs> so, you so much. So, yeah. If you have anything else you want to say, um. I just want to say thank you so much for this opportunity. And I also just want to say, like, if you're listening to this and you've always wanted to try it out, like, try it out. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what it is. Just, like, try it out and, like, just believe in yourself, you know? Like, don't be scared of trying something new. If anything, push yourself completely out of your comfort zone so it can help you grow in ways you never thought you could. Mm-hmm. All right. You heard her. Thank you so much, babe. Thank you. Hey guys, if you found this episode helpful in any way, please like, share, review, follow, anything you can do to help us so that we can keep sharing and spreading the healing to more people. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.